You are listening to a podcast from Influence Church. We hope it encourages and empowers you to make a difference in your world for the kingdom of God. For any more information, visit our website, influencechurch.co.uk. Enjoy the message. We're in today, we're continuing the series of The Pursuit of God. Uh, and that is just incredible. We have talked about it already, but how incredible was the 24 hours of prayer that we did? You know, this whole month and week and, and, and everything that we've been doing in this series is all about us pursuing God, raising our pursuit, raising our, our kind of expectations of what God, God can and will do in our life. I love also the fact that during the 24 hours of prayer, there was a specific hour for our Hero Factory Kids Club to come to and pray. It was fantastic. I asked my daughter, how was it? Great, we made biscuits. I'm like, did you pray? Yeah, I think so, and stuff. But I don't know what happened in that hour. All I do know is the Hero Factory leaders that were leading it have had to go on holiday. Uh, and stuff. <laughs> Take of that what you will. Uh, and that. But it's just great. You know, we are continuing the pursuit of God. You know, I love a good pursuit. Uh, I love a good car chase. Never been in one. Never been in one. Uh, and I, but I just love it. You know, we were watching a film last night, me and my wife, and there was a good, you know, you can class a good film by a, by a chase, a car chase. You know, if it doesn't have it in it, then it's no frozen. Terrible film. No car chase. That's all I'm saying. So we were watching one, you know, the chaos, the carnage. Why is it that the hero always seems to be on like a little mobility scooter and the, and like the bad guys are in big high performance sports cars, but he still manages to get away. It's incredible. And that but. The question I want to ask today is, what are you pursuing? What are you pursuing in your life? Is it finance? Is it fame? Is it, is it uh, favor? Is it relationships? Is it God? Because ultimately, whatever you are pursuing, that becomes your God. Whether it's something big, whether it's something small, whether it is God or not. Throughout Scripture, we find verse after verse about how not only we are called to pursue God, that God pursues us also. James 4 verse 8 declares, come near to God and he will come near to you. I love that, that God is there waiting. He's waiting to be pursued. He's waiting for us to come to him. It clearly says, come near to God and he will come near to you. It's not like when you pray and you ask God, God, I just, I need your help. Will you be near me? You don't get a text back sorry, just in a meeting, give me five minutes. Or, he, or you get a kind of a, a message back going, sorry, I'm just in Australia, give me 24 hours. No, God is there. He's just right there waiting for us to come to him. And our series, our hopes is that we will gain more of a heart for pursuit and pursuing after God, his will to increase our faith. But not only that, you know, in another scripture, we find that God was pursuing us even before we were born. Psalm 139. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. That even before we were born, God was chasing after us. He knew us before we were born. He had a plan for us. That plan, uh, a great and incredible plan for our life. And what I love also, when it comes to pursuing, I love the promises that if we make a decision to pursue him, we will find him. 
Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. Verse 13. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I love that. That's, you see the promise? If you, um, what was it? If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. So what are you pursuing today? Come to church, we're going to pray. Do you want to stand? Let's, let's really kind of prepare our hearts just for the next few moments. God, right here, Lord God, we thank you for those verses, Lord Jesus. Our prayer now, Lord God, is we will come close and you will come even closer, Lord Jesus. As we pursue you with all our heart, Lord God, you will come and we will find you in this place today. So we open our hearts, open our minds, open our spirits to what you can and will do, Lord God, in our lives. Amen. Amen. Please take your seats. So who's been enjoying the weather? The sun? Okay, there's three categories of people when it comes to the sun. You love it? Hands up. Do you love the weather? Okay. Secondly, you hate it. Thirdly, you utterly loathe it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like you loathe it to the point you open the curtains. It's going to be another hot one. I'm not going out. Or you hate it, you know, it's, I'm, I'm probably in between hate and love, you know, you know, being blessed with being a ginger, you know, um, factor of billions, um, sunscreen, you know, living in the fridge during the summer months, you know, it's just, it makes life easier. But when you have the sun and the fun and the chaos that that brings and you add to it, my children, so my children have the, are brilliant, but they have the, their... They have a gift of over-exaggerating anything. So my son at the moment, he's got a bit of a, a pulley finger. He needs some cream just to, to heal it a bit and stuff. And as we were trying to put the cream on the other day, it was hurting him. He just declared or shouted at me, just chop it off. I'm like, it's a bit extreme. It's a bit extreme thing. Uh, my daughter, this week, 8 o'clock, this, uh, 8 o'clock Wednesday morning, trying to get her dressed for school, couldn't find her favorite socks, so proceeded to bounce around the upstairs, just declaring this is the worst day ever. You know, it's 8 o'clock, Evie. Just, it's fine. It'll be okay. Uh, we found them in the end, and she went to school happily. But you take that level of exagger- like exaggeration, that's what I'm, and add to it sun, add into it heat, add into it just just the craziness of heat. Then, then it just it's just crazy. Our kids the other day they were out um, on in a paddling pool, jumping in and out of water, having a great time. They're probably out what two, three minutes, and then they would come running in, running in like this. <gasps> I need a drink. I'm thirsty. If I don't have a drink, I'm just going to die. You know, it's just, calm down. You're not going to die. You're just a bit hot and need a drink and stuff. But at that moment, they're like, okay, I'm just giving them water and another water and another water. They were, you know, you ever seen a child drink a kind of an open glass of water so fast that about 20% of it goes in their mouth, the rest just comes out the side and down them. And so luckily they were already wet and that, but it was crazy. But I just having to keep fielding all these different glasses of water. I felt like a bartender from the Wild West. It was kind of like just sliding another one down the, uh, yeah, another one, okay, yeah, we're running out of ice and cold water now. Tea, coffee, no, uh, and stuff. But at that moment, nothing was gonna satisfy them except water, except a drink. And this is what it says in Psalm 42. 
As the deer pants longingly for the water brooks, so my soul pants longingly for you, O God. My soul, my life, my inner self thirsts for God, for the living God. When will I come and see the face of God? We're in this series of the pursuit of God. And I love these two verses of Psalm 42 because we hear, we, we see a pursuit happening. We see, we see a pursuit after God. Would you say that you come and your pursuit for God, your first for God, is at the same level of this deer? It says here that the deer, the deer is, is pining, is panting for water. Now, the writer of the psalm uses some quite dramatic imagery when he writes this. This deer is aching with thirst. Perhaps the thirst has come from a drought or a pursuit. But either way, the deer was longing and needed water. Nothing was going to stop. Nothing was going to help that moment until that deer was able to quench his thirst. The psalmist was saying the same. The same principle as the deer for the water, the same principle is what he needed as he approached his longing and thirst and the need he needed for God. Now, we don't know where the psalm was written. Was the psalmist in pursuit? Was he being chased? Was he in the middle of war? We don't know. But all we get is, is that he needs God. He needs God and he's thirsting after God the same way that a deer pants for water. You know, other Bible verses that we read of, of that need for first, of coming before God in first and, and hunger are these. Psalm 63, verse 1. You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I just love that one. My whole being longs for you. John 4 says, Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I will give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become, uh, will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. This is, the, this is the life that Jesus gives. This is the water of life that, that when we come and accept Jesus, we have this life that gives us sustainment. And, and, and as the next verse says, Matthew 5, it declares this. In the middle of the Beatitudes, Jesus declares, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Incredible. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, as those who um, seek what is right, seek after God, they will be filled. Or as the Amplified Version says it, they will be completely satisfied. Completely satisfied. Again, my question is, what are you pursuing today? See, all these describe a profound hunger and thirst that can't be satisfied by a snack. It can't. Everyone knows the power of a snack in the moment, but it doesn't sustain. You can't have a full meal on a snack. You know, everything at the moment when it goes to our kids when we're leaving, it's like we need suntan lotion, we need drinks, we need hat, we need snacks. Whatever happens, there needs to be snacks. 
Pastor Gail is brilliant at always having snacks on her. You know, wherever we were in Germany or just out and about, do you want a snack? Do you need a snack? Do you need this? Do you need this? Because she, she has that incredible godly gift of sensing when someone's just about to go from, from being normal to hangry, you know, uh, and that, which is a gift. Uh, and that, but snacks are just a snack. They're temporary. They're, they're, they're not meant to fully sustain. There's a longing inside us for more than just this. That we're to pursue God. We're to first and hunger after God, which can only be satisfied or can't be satisfied this side of eternity. It can only come from God to be fully satisfied. The same the same hunger that we have in our life, you know, those hunger pains you get, those hunger and first where you really need a drink or you really need a snack. My kids after school, they need snacks. You know, they, if, you've, if you've not met them at the school, door, school gate with a snack, that's it. You are going to get beaten when we get home. I'm going to get beaten. I don't beat They're going to attack me uh, and, and stuff. It's just crazy. But that same level of the need of hunger and first, we should be having for our pursuit of God. Our pursuit of God is real, just like hunger and thirst is real. Our pursuit of God is natural, just like hunger and thirst are natural to a healthy body. Our pursuit of God is intense, just as, uh, just as hunger and thirst can be intense. The pursuit of God is, is a driving force, should be our driving force, just as hunger and thirst drives us all. And the pursuit of God is a sign of health. It's a sign of health for, for us in our Christian life, just as hunger and thirsting is a show of health. Because you see, hunger is an active state. You will do whatever you can, do whatever is possible. You will seek out the objects of desire until you are satisfied. I'm hungry. I need food. I'm hungry. I am satisfied. A couple of weeks ago, we were away for a few days and uh, we were away over the weekend and we were like, you know, it's Sunday. What do us English people do on a Sunday? We have a roast dinner. So we went for a roast. We went for a carvery and it was brilliant. We paid for it. We piled up our plates. My son was more meat and Yorkshire puddings. That was it. Bit of gravy, you know, but we had, we had the extra. We had the vegetables, the different kinds of potatoes that you could have. And it, and it was great. Apart from halfway through the meal, I could start feeling myself getting full. But as the Englishman, I was like, I paid for this. Therefore, I'm going to eat it. I'm going to eat myself to the point where I'm stuffed, where I can just feel this food baby moving around in my stomach. Uh, And I was like, oh, we better go pay and leave. But how about we pay and then slip an extra five and say, can we just sleep here for a few hours? Because at that kind of level of, oh, I'm so so stuffed. I was like, right, I'm not eating anymore for the rest of the week. I've eaten too much. I am full. I stick a fork in me. You know, it's all good. A couple of hours later, what are we having for tea? And that, because that level of hunger in our life doesn't satisfy. It's only a short time lived. Just as this, an all-you-can-eat buffet is great at a time, it's, it doesn't satisfy. Sundays are great. But if that's all we've got for our pursuit of God, it's not going to satisfy our life in God. And if you look at, the, look at the scripture again of Matthew 5, it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, and the promises, for they will be filled. Jesus promises to, to fill the hungry, to fill them as much as they can eat. 
this, this incredible fullness of, of faith, fullness of hope, fullness of compassion, fullness of, of God in our lives as we pursue him. But do we see pursuit of God as important? I read this quote the other day. It said this, The key to Christian living is a thirst and hunger for God. And one of the main reasons people do not understand or experience the sovereignty of grace and the way it works through the awakening of sovereign joy is that their hunger and thirst for God is so small. We see it as important, pursuing God. We have a series of it about it and we we can pray and different things but if it's not important to us we're not going to do it but my prayer today is that we will start to enlarge our hunger start to enlarge our hunger and our thirst for God you know for some people the 24 hours of prayer was 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 daunting but for some it was like yeah come on let's do it 24 hours I can do 48 I can do a full week uh, do another week, me, uh, and stuff. And it's just incredible. But for some people, it was the start. This something in their spirit, kind of like, oh, this is good. I can do this. Because as soon as you go up to the room and you realize, oh, I could pray like this, it had that fear of, I need to pray for a full hour out loud in front of people. But just we're able to do the presence of God in that room. I was there for uh, between 7 and 8 in the morning yesterday, and it was incredible just... Just going, it was like standing, why am I going over this? Standing on the footsteps of giants. You were coming in after someone else had prayed. Someone else had prayed. Someone else's faith. You know, seeing, uh, seeing the prayer boards filled with prayer requests and praise reports and stuff. Seeing how they'd filled throughout the time. That was, that's what helps in, increase people's appetite for a thirst and hunger. Because this praise point becomes a prayer request. And the prayer request is a praise point, And let that start developing your hard, start pursuing after God. But how do we do that? How do we enlarge our hunger for God? I've just got a couple of points I want to bring out this morning for how do we pursue? How do we grow? The first one is, kind of mentioned a little bit already, but feed the appetite you do have. Feed the appetite you do have. If you've not got a big appetite, don't go for a full-on meal straight away. If, you've, um, if you have got just a little, maybe you're new to this or maybe you're new to Christianity or, 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 or not, maybe just, just start where you are when it comes to it. And once you start feeding it, feed the appetite and it will grow. Whether that's just, I'm just going to pray. Just a little bit of worship, a little bit of the Bible. You know, I, I don't particularly like salads. I don't. If you do, Good for you. <laughs> and that, but I had a salad last night. It was all right. It wasn't say it was the main meal, but my appetite was there, so I ate it anyway and stuff. And sometimes, as I go through life, is that sometimes this is hard, sometimes this is great, but I'm gonna do it because I know the benefits of it. I know the benefits of a salad. I know it's good for me. I know the benefits of of this and that. It's the same with our pursuit of God, of hungering and thirsting after God. The benefits of his time with God vastly weighs out the benefits of not spending time with God. Uh, As we pursue him, as we just feed the appetite that we do have, as you feed it, as you feed it, it will grow. Amy, our worship pastor on Thursday, for some reason, brought in a Tamagotchi to work. If you don't know what they are, they're a tiny computerized pet. 
uh, and stuff. You again, if you're around in the 90s, you know they were big. I don't know why they come around again uh, and stuff. But she was feeding it uh, to the point where it was quite distracting at times. All you heard, it's done another poo, but it's asleep. I can't clean it up. I'm like, do some work, Amy. Come on. Uh, and uh, but she fed it, and then it grew, and she got so excited, it grew from being a couple of pixels to being slightly more pixels. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do now? I don't know. It's never grown this much. I've always killed it. Uh, and that, but the idea is if you feed it, it will grow. Are you feeding your faith today? Are you feeding your relationship with God? Feed the appetite that you do have. You know, a sick person loses their appetite. A dead person doesn't have any hunger. A lot of time we're not hungry because we're filling ourselves with the wrong stuff as well. Which leads to my second point. Starve competing appetites. Starve competing appetites. You know, junk food is nice, but it's not necessarily nutritious. It's not, it's not great for you, but... And sometimes we will fill our minds and our hearts with stuff that will decrease our appetite for God. Maybe a lifestyle will come in or a certain relationship will form and once, one, once, once was good and healthy with God now seems to be a bit colder because we've allowed the competing appetite to come in. So starve that appetite. Competing appetites could include, you know, excessive amounts of time online, different books that you read, a level of busyness where you don't have time for God, where you feel exhausted, and the only energy levels that you do have is to play Candy Crush on your phone if you're still playing Candy Crush. Or whatever for an I can't. I've just all I've got is enough energy for this. So come so starve those. And the thirdly, the third point is this: start to rekindle your appetites. Start to rekindle your appetite. We talked about having an appetite of where you're at and feeding it. We're starving it, but also start rekindling your appetite. Six quick points for when it comes to rekindling your appetite. The first one is pray for it. Pray for it. Pray, for, for, pray to be closer to God. Pray for spiritual hunger. Matthew 5 declares, Blessed are those who uh, hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. It's the prayer there. It's to get, ask for it. Ask for more of God. I tell you what, that is in the top 10 prayers of prayers that God will definitely answer. That's an answer that says, God, I want more of you. Okay, it's got, I want to just, it's got God, I want, I pray for more. I want to be more, help me to have a hunger. Help me to be thirsty for you. Help me, Lord, just to pray more what you did. I want to do more in my life. Pray for it. Secondly, in this section is to recall it. Recall it. Remember the last time you felt so close to God. What was good about it? Where, where were you? It says this in, in Revelations 2 to the Ephesian church. You have forsaken your first love. Remember the height from which you have fallen. No, you can stir up a desire for God by remembering the times when you were pursuing him, when you were seeking him, when you were going after him and experiencing intimacy with his life, with him in your life. Whatever you were doing then, remember it. Recall it. What were some of the worship songs you were thinking about, worshiping to? Have you got your... Have you got your books, your Bibles, your, your journals that you were keeping? Go back to them. Look through them again. What was God speaking to me about then? And allow that to rekindle your appetite, to rekindle your hunger and your thirst. Pray for it. Recall it. Catch it. 
Catch it. Remember those slogans from a few years ago? Catch it. Spiritual hunger is contagious. It is. Spiritual hunger is contagious. Get around hungry people. People who are on the journey further than you. Have conversations with them. Have them pray for you. You pray for them. But just be around people that are going to help you to grow in your faith. Because it is, like I said, contagious. You can catch it. Study it with books. Listen to messages. Read blogs. Do whatever you can to catch more of a spirit of what God is doing so that we can increase our hunger and our thirst. The next one in this section, very quickly, is hear it. So we've had, we've had pray for it, recall it, catch it, but hear it. Know a new sound of worship can help us and impact our heart to get closer to God. The new song we sang today was incredible. Just no matter what life's going to throw, he won't fail. If you don't remember anything, just remember, he won't fail. Four words. Four words. He won't fail. And allow those, allow new songs, allow old songs, allow, allow songs just to come, worship to come and fill your faith again as we get pursue God. I have one song that just connects me straight into the presence of God. It's on my phone. It's just a playlist. Sometimes when I need to seek God, I go for a walk. And that song, it's about five minutes long, is just on repeat. That's it. Because I know that's going to help me just get into the presence. Luckily for me, because of the way that my mind works, it's, not a, it's an instrumental song. It has no singing because that would just distract me as well. But it's just this instrumental song that goes around and around. And it's like instantly I'm there with God. Find your song, but hear it and let that grow in you. And then finally, act on it. Act on it. Psalm 34, taste and see that the Lord is good. With this little sense that you have with the little need that you have with the little kind of nugget that you might have act on it taste and see that he's good pursue God the more you encounter his presence the more you will hunger for more for more of him and the amazing what's most amazing of all is when we discover that no matter what happens God wants to have a relationship with us he wants us to pursue him he wants us to hunger and thirst after him his desire for us is greater than than we know he wants us to to come to him in prayer to seek after him pursue and chase after him in every area of our life my final point just as just as the band come to the stage we talked about rekindling your appetite and starving competing appetites the finally the the one i want to kind of look at just for a little bit now is this let encounters fuel your appetite. Let encounters fuel your appetite. Encounters with God is where theology becomes reality. It goes from what we think to truly being able to live out and believe and see and do what we think, uh, we think of God. Encounters with God is where theology becomes reality. When we encounter God, we meet the person of God. In encounter, we see Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father's love that brings about fullness of faith. Rise Conference is an intentional encounter space to come and meet God. I love that. I love that as we have our normal day-to-day, but then on Sundays and everything in between, but then as we as a church, we have Rise Conference where we all come together. We intentionally come so we can hear from God, for God to come and move in our life.
But not all encounters are dramatic. Not all of them are like the road to Damascus, as you see with Paul or Saul in the Bible, where God, Jesus meets him, and it's incredible. Not all of them are dramatic, but every encounter with God has drawn me closer to him. Every encounter I've had, every prayer, every scripture I read, every worship song I listen to, every time I worship myself, I'm getting closer to God. Because in the end, it's faith that truly counts. It's faith that truly counts. In John 20, we, we see the account of where Thomas told the other disciples that he wouldn't believe that Jesus had risen from the dead unless, I've, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand in his side. He was wanting to experience Jesus. He wanted a physical experience of Jesus. But when Jesus, Thomas eventually met Jesus, Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. But blessed are those who have not seen and have yet believed. So incredible, you know, we can encounter God, but in the end, faith beats, even beats encounter. Faith helps us to that moment of encounter. Faith and trust that says, God, you're real. God, I put my trust in you, and I want to feel you. I want to experience you now, today. There are many people who have hungered for God and maybe never experienced God physically. Yet they believe him and continue to press in. God is present and good. He's here right now, whether we feel him or not. Encounter is a beautiful part of our journey of developing hunger for God. It fuels our desire, our passion, and our hunger. And that comes from our level of faith as well. So what is your appetite like? As some of you thinking right now, all this focus on food and appetite, I'm hungry, I need, I, I'm going to have this. But just stay with me for a few more moments. Where's your appetite? What are you pursuing? What is your pursuit for God like today? Just looking back, feed the appetite you do have. Start small where needed. Starve compelling appetites, compelling appetite, competing appetites. Rekindle your appetite and let encounter now fuel your appetite. Come on, church, I want to pray for you in this place. I want to pray just for, for us all, because this is a message that we all, me, we all, we all want to hunger and thirst more after God. But I also want to pray for, for those who have lost their appetite, for those who need to start a relationship with God, but all for us all to encounter God. God, right here, right now, I pray. For us all, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that we can have a relationship with you that, that is true, that is real. And I pray, Lord God, that as we pursue you, as our appetite grows, as our hunger and thirst for righteousness grows, for seeking you, Lord God, I pray, Lord God, you will come and you will fill us. Fill us with hope, fill us with your presence fill us with 
power, fill us with grace, fill us and meet us exactly where we need to be, Lord God. And meet us exactly where we are in this place. With every eyes closed, I want to pray for anyone that feels they've lost their appetite. They've lost their appetite when it comes to the pursuit of God in their lives. And it says, God, I've, yeah, I've kind of feel full of spiritual junk food and I've not focused on you. If that's you today, I just want to pray for you, for your spiritual hunger to return. If that's you, just want to raise your hand so I know who I can pray for. It says, God, I'll put my focus back on you. If that's you, thank you. Anyone else? Great. God, with those hands that are raised, I pray, Lord God, that their spiritual hunger, Lord God, will now just start developing, Lord Jesus. Those who have lost their appetite will start feeling kind of, that feeling after eating maybe too much salt or thirsty. I need a drink. I need, I need something. And as they, as they dive into their Bible, as they pray, as they worship, as they seek you, Lord God, that the appetite will grow more and more and more and more, Lord God. So it just it flourishes more and it just becomes great. And they're just pursuing after you in every area of life. you for listening to this podcast from Influence Church. For any more information, visit our website, influencechurch.co.uk. Influence Church, empowering you to make a difference in your world for the kingdom of God.